It's Good Friday. You made it through the Lenten season. You made it through the enough already's of the last year since last Good Friday. And you have indeed made it through this Holy Week journey as we return to the cross. We gather here today in the presence of God and the gathered congregation, we gather to indeed remember. Usually I say these words at a funeral or at a, it's okay, Miss Ruby, at a funeral or at a, um, at a wedding. The liturgy, Jay says, Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in the presence of God to recognize, to celebrate, to remember. And you know, Good Friday is in some ways, it is indeed a funeral. It's a funeral for the one who has come, walked alongside us, the one who has come to help us know what it means to feel the love of God and the presence of God, the one who has gathered the disciples the one who has taught us what it means to do the work of God in the world, the one who has indeed come to give us life and give it to us in abundance. Even though Jesus told the disciples several times, Several times, this is what will happen. One of my own close friends will betray me. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Roman government will get together and they, they, they will crucify me. The ones who were in the crowd just last Sunday singing loud hosannas, Savior, Savior, save us, save us, will begin shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And they would take Jesus. He would drag that cross which was really just the tree limbs put together. He, he would drag that cross up to Golgotha, the place of the skull. And there they would crucify him with two others, one on either side. And Pilate would put that controversial inscription on top of that tree that said, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Wow. 
And many, many of the Jews would read that inscription because it was a place that was near the city and it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so no one would miss it. Remember, the chief priests of the Jews said, don't write the king of the Jews, but say, this man said, I am the king of the Jews. But Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. So when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts. One for each of them. And they cast lots for his tunic because it was one piece. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clophus, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus saw his mother, the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. And then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that hour on, the disciple took him into his, took her into his own home. These verses I've just read to you are from the gospel lesson, from the gospel of John. And he, John writes to help us understand that this is not an accident. That we do not arrive at Good Friday by accident, that we do not arrive at Good Friday without a purpose, that we do not go through 40 days of the Lenten season and all of the different seasons of our lives just all willy-nilly, but that we end up at Good Friday with a reason, a purpose, and a future. You know, Mr. Nard, the, 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 the old timers, when I was growing up, come on to that piano because I think you can help me out. And yeah, y'all come on up here because I think y'all can help me out a little bit. Courtney and Ted, we're so grateful for y'all today. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't have a good Friday without singing the gospel. And, 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 and one song that we always sang was called, He Decided to Die. And, and it says that Jesus could have come down from that cross. 
he could have chosen to do something totally different. He could have said that this dark Friday was too hard. <laughs> he could have said that that beating was enough. He could have said that life is just too overwhelming. He could have said, I've had enough of you knuckleheads. <laughs> he could have said, you're so hard-headed, you'll never learn. I don't need to go to this cross. And, and, and at any time, at any time, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, at any time he could have saved himself. just to save himself but he decided to die to save you and to save me the scripture continues with these words after this when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, 
I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so he put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. A few weeks ago, I went to see a dear member of our congregation in her hospice home. And the very first words she spoke were, I am thirsty. The thing about it is that no matter how much water she drank, no matter how much juice she could get down, no matter how much ginger ale she sipped on, there was absolutely nothing she could do to quench her thirst. You see, the thing about dying is that in order to die, there are different parts of your shell, your earthly body, your earthly clothing that have to shut down and literally die in order to allow you to be with Jesus. And and since Jesus is fully human (laughs) and fully divine, it, it was the same for Jesus on that cross. Jesus had to go through everything that we go through so that Jesus would be able to take on for us all the too much stuff of life. I sat there for hours providing water and then juice and then ginger ale and then Dr. Bob some some more water because you did it too. You've been there. And anybody who sat with anyone who is dying knows this story very well. A little bit later in that time together, I asked a question that I always ask those who are going on to meet Jesus face to face. I said, sweetheart, are you ready? Are you at peace? Is there anything that we need to work out on this side of Jerusalem so that you might peacefully get to go and be with the one who created you? And she got a big smile on her face. 
And she said, Pastor, I'm so happy. I can't wait to see Jesus. And, and, and I'm going to be able to be, I'm going to see my mama and my daddy. Peace. I have peace. Good Friday is about peace. In the midst of hatred, in the midst of jealousy, in the midst of misunderstanding, in the midst of heartache, in the midst of pain, in the midst of broken relationships, in the midst of failed expectations, in the midst of brokenheartedness, in the midst of pain and suffering, in the midst of beating, in the midst of torture, in the midst of the cave at the high priest Caiaphas' house, in the midst of all the stuff that Jesus went through in the midst of the stripes on his back in the midst of dragging that cross up Calvary's mountain in the midst of the hammering in the midst of people pointing and making fun of in the midst of the snickering, in the midst of the fussing and the fighting, in the midst of it all, Jesus leads us from thirst to peace. It is finished. They broke his bones. They did not break his bones. They pierced his side. Blood and water came out. And Joseph of Arimathea, even though he was scared, full of fear, he went to Pilate and he asked to take away the body of Jesus. And Nicodemus, you remember, Nicodemus, who came to Jesus at night so nobody else would see him and know that he was seeking Jesus. 
He came and he brought a mixture of myrrh and aloe weighing about a hundred pounds. And the two of them, these secret disciples, these secret followers of Jesus took the body and wrapped it with the spices and linen cloths according to the burial custom of the Jews. And they took it to a new tomb where no one had ever been laid. And they laid Jesus there. That day enough became too much. It it was too much for Mary, the mother of Jesus. It was too much for Mary, the aunt of Jesus. And it was too much for Mary Magdalene, the friend of Jesus. It was too much for the disciples who'd scattered and denied him. It was too much for those who betrayed him. It was too much for those who sentenced him. It was too much for those who heckled him. It was too much for those who loved him. And some days our lives will be too much. They will be overwhelming. And we will roll over and say, no more. But because of Good Friday... We come to the too much places in our lives. And we get to say, So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to We are gathered here today in the sight of God to celebrate that it's Good Friday. 
We are here gathered today in the presence of God because Jesus went to the cross for you and for me. We are here in the presence of God because there is nothing in this life that is too much for God. (laughs) We're gathered here today because that old rugged cross That old rugged cross. Oh, you don't hear me this morning. That old rugged cross, those tree limbs that they put together and hung Jesus on, that old rugged cross reminds us over and over and over and over and over again that there is always life, that there is always hope, that from thirsty to peace is our truth. So cling to that old rugged cross. On the darkest Good Fridays of your lives. Because, my friends, (laughs) the greatest news is that Sunday is coming. (laughs) 